welcome to Dirty Hank's Monoball Podcast. I'm Hank, your single nut host. As I rise to stardom, Han Solo, my big, thick lightsaber has caught some people's attention. You may have noticed that I've been welcomed back into the man-brain universe. Dave came groveling back to me and apologised for the biggest fuck-up of his podcasting life, firing me. He even released the behind-the-scenes episode with him, me and Irene going through a recording session of one of my earlier episodes. The cherry on the I Fucked Up Cake was the episode was titled in honour of me and my former nuts. Go listen to Man Brain's episode now, Hank's Testicles, Hitler and Tupac. The motivation for my show came from a dark place of revenge and hatred for having my poor podcasting heart broken by a man I gave my left nut to. I'm a sick and twisted creature like that, like a woman scorned and left not yet satisfied because I finished first. I sought out to fuck Dave and his man-brain universe right up the freckle with a big black single nut dildo named Monoball. You may be thinking, now that I'm back, I'll stop doing monoball. The truth is, I'm not back as I once was. Blunt Mummy is still got my old job, and I'm okay with that. She's much hotter than me and makes Dave giggle in ways I never could. And she doesn't even have to wank his toes off to do it. I've received a lot of cock in my DMs. But amongst the cocks, there's also messages of concern asking me where the sex-hungry fuckboy Hank has gone. Fear not, monoballers, there's years of stories in this vagina vault, and whilst I may be in a dry spell at the moment, you haven't heard the worst of Hank yet. I've mentioned previously that I have mental health issues, and while it's taken me years to get to a manageable and healthy place with it, It was often in periods of manic episodes that saw me drunkenly and mindlessly hurl myself into some ridiculous, sometimes dangerous, and downright fucking stupid situations. I'm not blaming mental health for all my stupid decisions and self-absorbed, narcissistic behaviours. I own a lot of that. But I will say, mania definitely took me to some crazy places. This story I'm sharing with you, my monoball legion, is fucked up, and I'm not proud of it. But that's how I know you will all slurp it up like cum-drinking whores in a one-cup video. A while ago, I found myself in a slump. I was lost, lonely, and depressed. With every down comes the manic high. So I did what I do best in states of mania, I chased that pussy hard and fast, with zero standards or limitations on what I fucked and when. Cock in hand and wads of tissues by my side, I was feeling lazy and looking for some new skank bank material as I trawled Instagram, when I came across some hot pictures of a girl from my hometown. After I posted some seedy and derogatory comments on her most slutty photos, She of course ate that shit up like all women with daddy issues do and she DM'd me, asking me if I'd like to hook up. As my cock and ego swelled and my load blew all over my phone just in time for her to reveal the kicker. She was a fucking sex worker. 
against my better judgment, because remember, I had no judgment at this point, aside from the fact that the riskier and more damaging to myself, the better. And despite my precarious financial situation, I did agree to meet up with her at my place. And so began one of the darkest periods of my life and one of the hottest damn fucks I ever had. With 20 years age difference, we didn't have much in common until we got to the bedroom, the bathroom, the lounge room, the back seat of my car. Because even though this slut was taking all my money, she couldn't afford her own car. Anywhere and everywhere else, I could fuck her sweet snatch box. She was kinky as hell and had some serious daddy issues. Actually, she had more than daddy issues as it turned out, which gave me justification to elevate our relationship to the next level. As I got to know her, she divulged that she had only started working the week we had met and I was her second ever paid for route. She said she was doing it for money and to satisfy her curiosity as she had only slept with a few boys and wanted to fuck real men. I was more than happy to oblige and show her what a powerful cock I had, and my perverted side was more excited than a fat kid in a cake shop to be the real man to manipulate and monopolise this baby hooker's sexual life. I decided to become her sexual sensei, and when I told her about not having much money, she kindly offered to halve her prices for me, as long as I played taxi driver and pick up and drop off my kinky little slut box. After much texting and special visits of twice weekly for about three months, I leapt into a relationship with her. I caught the feels bigly and found myself emotionally involved in this beautiful, young, fucked up, mentally unstable woman. When she realised that I was getting the feels, she told me she had a boyfriend. She rationalised that she liked having sex with me because my cock was smaller than his and she could do more of her favourite positions with me. And also... He had no idea of a current job status of fucking men for money. God damn, how do I get myself into these situations? So instead of ending things there, I decided to help her out of the game. We talked about other options for a job. Turned out she was an amateur photographer and really wanted to make a living out of it. So I helped her write a resume and we found her jobs to apply for. Despite the progress we were making on her photography dream, this budding photographer still had one more dick dream to achieve before she hung up her sloppy wet snatch for good. A gangbang. I was less than enthusiastic about it, particularly if I wasn't involved. But who was I to stand in the way and cockblock a slut's dream of a gangbang? So she did it. She spread those legs and got fucked by 40 men in a night. I found out when she texted me at 5am the morning after to say she had regretted all of it, except for the 5k she made from it. She said she had gotten so drunk that some of the men took advantage and didn't wear condoms. She said at least half of them had come inside her. Fuck me, I felt sick. I helped her through what she needed to do with all the tests and screening and shit. I'll never admit it. But many would know that, as I previously mentioned, I was living on the edge and I'm going to claim the mania made me do it. And I may or may not have dipped my wick in the cesspool of 40 men's weak old cum. Two weeks later, she landed a job at a photography studio. Great. 
Now she will go and I won't have to make that decision of how to stop seeing her. Nope. She said she still wanted to keep seeing me. No payment, just some friendly fucking. Hell, how could I say no? Obviously I didn't. I said yes. I screamed yes, bitch, yes, as I fucked her retired pussy from behind and filmed her sucking my STD-free cock until I blew all over a pretty little mental case face. So I did continue to fuck her for a few more weeks until one night when I dropped her home at around 4am. When she got inside her house, her boyfriend was there waiting. He obviously had become suspicious and confronted her. She admitted everything. He lost his shit and they broke up. Great, now I had free reign of this free pussy and her availability for me had cleared right up. I found myself falling more and more in love and lust with this crazy little bitch. And she was crazy. She was so fucking annoying and unstable. So we continued for a week until he came back to her and said he forgave her. She chose love over amazing sex and eventually chose him over me. It was a crazy three months of my life. I was a mess but managed to hide this from most of the people around me. I was ashamed but I was in deep, balls deep and was becoming more and more ashamed as my mental health started to improve. I started to listen to concerned friends and started getting my shit together again. I continued to talk to her regularly though, but we didn't see each other at all. It came to a head on the night of my 40th birthday party where two of my besties discovered that I was still talking to her. They intervened and made me block her number and all social media connections. And that's it. That's the end of me paying for sex. I potentially helped a young woman from destroying herself and helped her get her dream job. I know I was being used the whole time, but part of me feels all the fucking I was paying for led to that one moment. So I made a decision then to not ever pay for sex again and have remained clean in both mind and cock ever since. I've also increased my medication, which, as it turns out, is way cheaper than hookers. So if you're going to pay for sex, monoballers, do it. You do you. But Hank's advice, don't fall in love with them. Love makes you do even dumber things than fucking a hooker in the first place. Apologies and shout out to Bearded Dad for being such an unreliable asshole. Shout out to Blunt Mummy for showing me her big bushy bush. And shout out to Man Brain Podcast for welcoming me back. Go to hanksmonoballpodcast.com for all the links to my episodes on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud, and other platforms that are far less useful. Go to my Facebook page, Hanks Monoball Podcast. Thumb it, hate it, troll it. Add me and troll me on Twitter at HankEvans1969 and on Instagram, MattMcGregor69. So, until next time, newest show, same direction, but no new ball. Hank out.